Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode one more than 468 and one less than 470 of Live Radio. Embrace it, Colin, embrace it. (laughs) No, the the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Live Station, and joining me in the orange sign by the bar for this episode, we also have our um, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edelweiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Um, yeah, Elvis, Elvis and I are touching tips. You're not. But we were. And what are you doing? We've gone from there. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psychic. It's episode 469. Nice. Yeah, see, I thought I'd let you have the opportunity nice. to see it. Yes. Nice. Uh, Unfortunately, our SRV Banksy is not with us today. He warned us last week that he was going to be away, and surprisingly enough, he is. Uh, but stepping into the breach in more ways than one, we have the legend that is the Chris Mark IV. That, that's me just standing in the corner watching two guys look lovingly into each other's eyes in the style of snowmen. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> this is this is the progressive... This is all, what I always wanted for Lave Radio when I started was for you to be so progressive, and it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm proud of you. This has been a learning moment. I love it. I enjoyed the clapping as well. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you to all of you. This has made so, my day. Uh, yes, if you wish, you can join us live for whatever Ben and, and Krem are up to. This uh, fucking but- orgy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be an orgy with two people. I mean, it takes five to make an orgy. I learned that from some drow twins. I'm standing right here waiting for an invite, guys. Just standing here. You you need to get the the right (laughs) outfit. You know, you've got the right jumper, but yeah. So basically, Chris, you're waiting. Waiting for things (laughs) to, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
god. So if, if you can't get in game to to see what, well, actually, yeah, is this yeah. going on Pornhub later? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> You can also join our Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. Or you can go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or look us up on XE Twitter or Facebook or I think that's it, isn't it? Oh, YouTube. We, we, no, we also have our brand new OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> I like this. Commander Noddy's just like sitting over at the other side of the bar, ignoring everything that we're doing. <laughs> because he hasn't had a formal invite to the orgy yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to be bizarre. Let's just go around the crew, see what they've been up to. So, um, uh, we'll start with the Chris Mark Four because you're not busy at the moment, are you? Not busy at all. Not got anything to do. No, 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 not me. Um, no, um, do you know what? I've I've been. In in real life, I've been all over the place over the last week. I've been doing loads of different bits and pieces. I've been doing out of hours, boring work stuff, uh, and at the, I, I haven't quite defrosted yet from the weekend because I was helping out at a Christmas light switch on in my guise as a, a radio person, and I was <laughs> standing in the cold from about twelve o'clock all the way through until about six o'clock at night. And it's nice and warm when you're setting everything up and you're moving about. But see, when you're just standing there in the freezing cold, <laughs> I, I don't think my bo- my bones have heated up yet. I am still chilled. I wasn't expecting bones when B- you started the B word bones. then, and that's why <laughs> specifically the bones. Bones uh, have heated up yet. Um, yeah, I, I'm still defrosting. Um, but yeah, I had, a, I had a really good weekend doing that. And then my sort of usual sort of radio stuff on Sunday, doing the program. Not quite in Christmas mode yet, but I did get to put up all the Christmas stuff in the studio, which was nice. And yeah, that's that's been about it. I've not done I've not done a ton. I'm sure I'm forgetting a load of stuff. So what's it like to be the the star attraction and switching on the lights at Stony Bridge? Oh well, I've got to tell you, I am not. I was not the star attraction because we had genuine actual Santa there. Um, <laughs> genuine actual Santa. Genuine actual Santa. Like like genuine actual Elvis. Yeah, he's his best pals with genuine actual Elvis. Um, I didn't get a picture of genuine actual Santa though. I only got a picture of Elvis. That's not fair. I mean, he said no photos. He was busy. Um, he had no. Oh, t- right, okay. He okay. had no time for people like me. He had Christmas lights to switch on. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so he, and he had some good moves on the stage as well. When I was playing Christmas music, he, he knew how to dance to genuine actual Santa. Um, you Whamageddon to shit ton of people, didn't you? I found out what Whamageddon was this weekend, yeah, because I well, you played... You didn't know what Whamageddon was? I didn't know what Whamageddon was, and I played... Oh, my goodness. So the Christmas lights switch on, and I play this big sort of orchestral Christmas thing to make it all grand and interesting, and then I, I played uh, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time, and that smoothly went into Wham's Last Christmas, to which a bunch which of people went. told me that I had managed to Whamageddon them on the 2nd of December. Um, um, <laughs> ruining several people's Whamageddon streak. <laughs> so, apologies to the gracious townspeople of Dalkeith. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, yes, and you'll be doing it again same time next week. <laughs> at the same time next week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, no, it was it was fun, but oh my God, it was cold on, on Saturday up here. I don't know if everyone else had snow and stuff as well, but... Very, very chilly. Um, and unfortunately, with all my running about, doing all sorts of other things at the moment, I've not had much of a chance to be in game, unfortunately. So I'm hoping everyone else can catch me up on all the action. Good. 
Well, you can guarantee we'll do that, but it seems like there's enough action going on elsewhere at the moment. Subject of which, Ben? Yeah, so I think I was from again in sometime in August. Yeah, that doesn't count. It has to be does in it December. Count? Oh, does it? In oh. that case, yeah. probably about 1st of December then. Whenever that, when was 1st of December? Friday. Was it, was, okay, yeah, I've definitely been around again and then. then. Yeah, um, my missus is Christmas mad, and she's been, as I was saying in pre-show, she was, she's been watching Christmas films since we, before we were on holiday. Um, yeah. Um, I've, the only games I've really, really been playing have been a tiny amount of RimWorld, and then I've been trying, you know, getting a retro simulator set up. So I've been like, Testing things like Paper Mario, or um, did some Sonic. Um, stayed away from Streets of Rage after getting really, really hurt with that um, last time. But yes, yeah, so I've been. You know, but my retro systems now playing everything up up to everything sort of from the past up to and including PlayStation Twos or Xbox 360s. So you know, that that is making me quite happy. Um, now I just need to actually play some of the things. That's uh, terribly nice. Almost civilised. Um, and, oh, I, I did um, reintroduce somebody to... It's like the Sony's equivalent of Pokemon. Um, uh, let's see if I can remember. What's the name again? Monster Hunter. Yeah. It, yeah they, so I, I reintroduced somebody to Mon- Monster Hunter as well, because... They were like, oh, yeah, you need to get that. And I did. And then they got jealous. And then they found out Monster Hunters 1 and 2 were out on PC. And then they've been playing that. Right. Yeah. Nice. Okay, we'll move on to Claire. How are you being? I'm doing, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing well. I'm really tired. I'm, I'm really, really tired. I've been, um, do, I've been doing a little bit too much. <clears throat> I've been doing a t- little bit too much. Um reading of things and i can't i'm not switching off my brain at the moment um and i thought oh no i'll read things and though those things that i read will help me get to sleep and then the things that i read are really good there's some really good amateur writers out there and um i started reading something at three o'clock <laughs> this morning and it got to half past five and I was like, oh, shit, I've done that again. The last time I did that was I read, um, I picked up a book on the book release at midnight, went home, read the book from its entirety from start to end. And um, this was when I was a child and I was still living at home. And when I finished the book, I came downstairs in the morning and I was like, they've killed off all of these characters. And I'm really sad to my mom and she was like why are you crying about fictional characters and i was like stories are amazing so that's kept me all um please all tell me that this wasn't whilst you were still a school kid and had to get up to go to school uh, was i was like sixth day. form sixth form so uh, it didn't really yeah. matter doesn't really count. I, it's, like, it's only your most of, most of your classes most of your classes were at that point well for me at least were optional yeah. anyway um that i i <laughs> optional for me specifically, not for everyone else. Uh, just because I chose not that I chose that that was the case. Um, what else have I been up to? I started doing some of those Elite Dangerous um, uh, activity things that um, that they've got on their website. They're fucking amazing. They're mm-hmm. so good, so good. I did some of those today. Um, really enjoyed those. I might actually play Elite twice this week. <laughs> um, yeah, it and uh, just a lot of planning for bits and pieces that I've got coming up. 
Um, played D&D over the weekend, um, uh, which was um, which made me cry because one of our players is, um, has, is leaving because they have um, a, a job which overlaps with when we do the, the D&D. So that made me sad, um, especially in the knowledge that they they almost turned down the job because they wanted to continue playing D&D, which I think is a beautiful, beautiful compliment, but also mental. <laughs> Don't be that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's been about, about it. I did go out of the house. We went and bought some Christmas decorations and we decorated the outside of our house. It's very shiny, sparkly with lots of lights because a lot of people do shiny, sparkly, lots of lights in our um, our village. And if I don't do it, I feel like we are um, letting the side down. So um, we have lots of multicolored lights all outside. Um, it is like a wonderful, wonderful disco <laughs> in um, at night at the moment. And I had my COVID jab and I still feel a bit ropey from that. So, yeah, we're doing all right. Thanks. Uh, right, what's been happening to me this week? Um, well, a bit of elite. Um, I had a good couple of streams over the weekend where uh, I did uh, uh, some VR missions and or missions in VR. And the one good thing was that I actually did one of the um, power down the base missions for the first time ever and thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm going to be doing a lot more. I have now decided that my main character is going to break bad. It's going to do as many piratey, nasty shooting up uh, missions there is there, there are rather, and uh, try and see if I can uh, can turn who my allies against me. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's going to be my next objective, I think, for my main character until there's another another Thargoid thing dump, if you like. Uh, However, two th- two other things happened. Uh, Final Fantasy seventeen. I'm up to chapter seven. China, oh, good grief! Final Fantasy seven, up to chapter seventeen. Get that the right way around. Uh, and then you know how a couple of weeks ago I was saying, you know, I never really got into that Warhammer forty thousand demon uh, chaos gate thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I'd give it another go. And next thing I know, it's two o'clock in the morning, and I'm still wanting to do one more mission. So it's got its it's it got its teeth into me, which um, I was hoping it wouldn't. <laughs> I've got too many games running at the same time. I've got to stop it. Focus. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, that's been my week. And then it was doing okay until today. Uh, and then Manchester's trams decided to break, so I was stuck in a freezing cold platform till two uh, for half an hour. And then when I finally got to the end of the tram line, I went to the bike shed and found that my key card to open the bike shed was gone, and I'm an hour away. So I have to walk back in the freezing cold. It's taken me two and a half hours to get home. So I'm, <laughs> you're lucky I'm here tonight. But the other thing was, if I had cycled back, I would have hit uh, an ice patch by the river. And I don't know what would have happened to me if I'd hit that ice patch, because I go at quite a speed at that time. And I went flying when I was walking on foot, so God knows what would have happened to me on the bike. And I'm So maybe it's a bit of good luck within bad luck. So your um, arms are still intact, right? My arms are still intact. Um my bottom isn't <laughs> I, okay. landed quite, my, I landed quite hard on the bum but right. apart from that but apart from that and uh 
it's just been a very, very long day. And it does mean that I, I either work from home tomorrow or I or I walk down to the tram stop for another for another hour, get in the tram to get into into work and hope that the key card is at the office. And then on top of that, my daughter's just called. She's just managed to get in because uh, British Rail cancelled a lot of trains or the rail companies cancelled a lot of trains. Well, I think there's a train strike at the moment. Yeah, so um, she's had to get back from Preston and that's not been fun. So yay, so good time in games, bad time in real life. Well, inconvenient in real life. So, um, yeah, shall we move on to the development news? Well... I wish you would have some good news. I do a bit. Um, we finally heard about this uh, patch that was promised a couple of uh, live streams ago. Um, those of you remember might remember in the last live stream, Arth mentioned that there was going to be a stability patch, which was coming at the end of December, uh, end of November, beginning of December. Well, the end of November, it came and we got a quick message from from Paul on the forum saying that the patch has been delayed. And on top of that, they won't, they don't know how long it's going to be until it's ready. So take it that. But they'd let us know with, with severe impunity when it is ready um, to the extent that we might reconsider following social media accounts, which I thought was quite funny because <laughs> Paul's a genius and I love him. Mm. Yeah. And someone worked out his dating profile, which I thought was quite, disturbing but then again it is paul however um the rest of the um the news that we've got is well it's, it's a bit unfortunate we've got robin mcgovern who is the lead audio designer at fdev has has posted that uh his role is at risk and he's he's putting out feelers to see um to see if there's anybody who would like a lead audio designer um and then the same is happening from for tom cool which yeah. I thought was a bit of a shock, to be honest. It, it, I'm pretty sure at this point, probably all of them have been told, listen, we've got no guarantee that any of your jobs are safe. From from what I've seen from the amount of different people ha- who, who have been posting shit, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that um, the vast majority of folks will have been told that there isn't, um, they can't at the moment guarantee their jobs until, the, until they've had the review. So it's totally understandable for yep. um for them to start putting out feelers so that they have the opportunity to um they have opportunities in place should the possible happen it sucks it don't does, get me wrong it? it really it really fucking sucks it like any sort of um job where there are redundancy scares and roles are made redundant um but i, I I think there is sometimes a knee-jerk reaction from um, from folks who are, who um, react in a way that the person... And I know I've talked about this before, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it isn't the person that gets made redundant, it's the role. So being... Mm, going yeah, like, that's... oh no! And I'm reacting in a way that's like, oh no, Frontier can't, couldn't possibly lose you. It's... It's not that. That's not the case. It's the, this is a company that is really fucking struggling, and um, they need to try and cut something to be able to stay afloat. And if that means some of the people who are more um, vocal with the community, um, if we lose some of those, yeah, mm. it happens. Yeah, it's it's just it feels like at the moment you just look through the the roster of what's happening and you're thinking. 
is there anybody going to be left working on Elite? Well, there's, I'm, I imagine there's a huge amount of people who don't go and interact with the community as much as the, mm. the, 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 like the people who, who have gone to many, many places. Um, so I, I wouldn't be, just because you don't know the name of somebody doesn't mean that there's not going to be some people working on the project. Mm. One thing to Very bear true. in mind, it's a sucky time for people in many gaming companies at the moment. It's oh, not even God, just yeah. here, it's, it's a lot of companies. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Epic just got r- rid of a load, haven't they? And Amazon as well, which is... Yeah. Oh, um, I must admit, it's also not. It's also happening outside the game sector as well. There's a lot of tech jobs yeah. that seem to mm-hmm. be uh, going at the moment. That is very um, true. I seem to be in a sector where we're actually after more people at the moment, but um, uh, it's, it's not as exciting as game development. Mm. Yes, so... Yeah, thoughts to anyone right. that's going through it at this at this sort of time. It's yeah. a horrible time you yeah. have to be going through it, and you know uh-huh. all, all I mean, the best for people that are that are affected. Is it a good time of year to be going through it though, Chris? No, really? no, no. That's true. That's true. No, but this close to um, Christmas, especially if, if some of these people have young families, doubly sucks. Yeah, but it sucks. I would argue it sucks just as much. Thinking, hey, you know, I've got a firm job. I've got often spent six thousand quid to take me, wife and kids, on holiday, and then, you know, next thing you know, you've been made redundant. My guy, if you're paying six grand on a holiday in this economic um, climate, I want to punch you in the face. Six grand for a holiday for a a family of four is lucky. In this economic climate, go go to Skegness, man. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) If you go to Skegness, you'll be looking at ten grand. Nah, you wouldn't. Oh, (laughs) we've... Yeah. Yeah, uh, let, let, let's move on from yeah. that. Before we start, holiday radio or something like that. <laughs> before yeah. we start comparing holiday prices and then working out how much are centre parks. Anyway. Oh, oh, oh don't, don't get me started. <laughs> I knew that would trigger then. Right. Yes. Uh, so, and yes. When the Christmas holidays are starting. So, sucky time for, for everybody. Um, I guess the next time we'll hear about the patch or anything to do with that will be on the next live stream, which is. Not this week, but the week after. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait, unfortunately. So, let's move on uh, to the community news. And what has the community been up to? Well, yes. Um, are we at war with somebody? Hmm? I, really I don't know. Really. Sort of, there, there seems to be this ongoing glaive um, versus... I, I, I think some people are, are you know, like, well, you know, how, how big's your one? I, do you... What what great. <laughs> what? I mean I mean this this is so such a non thing. Like, <laughs> if if guys, if you want to put it right at the top of the community mm. news, can you let me know that you're gonna do it like furry before so I can oh, so prepare can my out. Yeah, so I like I I've got loads of I shit I can be getting on something. with. Let me just tear out. <laughs> Fuck me. Great, we've got two long two very long running um uh, podcasts. Great. That's, That's amazing. Thing. That's great stuff. It's not competition. Why are we making it into a competition? <laughs> We're not making it into a competition. If you, if you weren't making it into a competition, it wouldn't be in the news. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was put in when we thought, oh, we ain't got much news. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving, so moving on. The anyway, anti- we, we, we love guard frequency. Guard frequency love us. We're, we're all awesome. Can I, we can f- I actually, on this related thing, though, 
Can I just say something that horrified me slightly over the weekend? Oh, go on then. Somebody on our Discord was saying, I took a 10-year hiatus from live radio. 10-year right. hiatus. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's ultra snail, wasn't it? That, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's just... That is terrifying that somebody's taken a 10-year hiatus from our stupid podcast. And I like mean, I get it. Stop. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. I'd, I'd have done it as well. <laughs> <laughs> So hang on a second, that means he gave out on a podcast before the game was even released. <laughs> Has only come back to it now. Uh, yeah, am I right with that? About, I think, um, more or less, I think, yeah. yeah it must be. Yeah, right. well. that, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was beautiful that he just took a hiatus for 10 years and he's back now. I, I would like to know the trigger for coming back. Was he clearing out his internet bookmarks and was wondering what it was? I don't know. I mean, he was, he, was, he was new to the Discord server and everything as well. So I, I, I just thought it was absolutely beautiful. Well, he had to join the Discord. You didn't have it ten years ago. Well, yeah. we didn't. Did we? No. <laughs> ten years, ten years ago, we were all on Skype. <laughs> oh no, on Skype. Right. Well, yeah. um, it, it, celebrating anniversaries, we have the Anti Zeno Initiative. They had their five year anniversary on Saturday. Uh, so in addition to just blowing up bugs left, right and centre, they have actually broken the instancing record that was held originally by uh, Distant Worlds 2. Mm-hmm. At one point, they had 150 to 170 commanders in the single instance, all kicking Thargoid bottom. So um, there's a video put out by uh, Commander Mekin. Uh, head of the the current head of uh, the AXI, uh, which is on YouTube, and I must admit it, mass jump, absolutely fantastic, and of course, well, congratulations to the the bug bashers because let's be honest, they've been they've been having the time of their life for the last last year. So their fault we don't have any five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how can they be beating Distant Worlds too? Because that was Elite Dangerous at its peak. Nobody plays Elite anymore. <laughs> So how how could they be doing that given the fact that Elite Dangerous is um is such a dead game? I I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. It it's almost just, it's almost as if there are still people playing. It, it's just it's just oh like I just can't get my head around with it around it because Distant Worlds 2 was such the peak of Elite Dangerous and yeah, nothing it, will ever drop that. It's it's such a narr- it's such a strange narrative to have. Really weird, really really weird. Yeah, so uh, congratulations twice to uh, anti Zeno Initiative for uh, lasting five years and, of course, breaking that record. So, yay. Keep on going, guys. We'll be talking about uh, Operation Ida next. <laughs> Won't be too long. Um, right, Spectre Elite has put a YouTube video up called the Elite Dangerous Iceberg. Um, has anybody else seen this one? No. No. Uh, basically, he's, he's done one of the you know these iceberg videos where people sort of go right. Okay, these are the. Uh, you start off with a pretty uh, surface stuff, the, the standard stuff you can see in the surface, and then you go deeper. Well, um, yes, he's done. Uh, it basically comes across as a kind of idiot's guide to the lore. He's already done a a second, uh, um, a, a second, an earlier video where he he went into a deeper depth with the law, which is quite interesting. But yeah, this is his um his iceberg video. It's it's quite a good I'd recommend it. Ten minutes. It's worth a worth a go. 
in addition, we've got Commander Exorcist, who has returned with his Out There series, which is now up to episode 37. Is that season five, episode 37, or just 37 in general? I, th- I, th- I think... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he, how he does his numbering. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. A lot. Um, right, we've got something for Sunday, the 10th of December. Sunday, the 10th of December. Um, there's a um, British Red Cross donation dash. Oh, no, that's the other one. Yeah. That's Saturday. Saturday was... Sorry, I got so confused. On the... Saturday. Yeah, do you want Saturday, to do the Saturday? I'll do, do the Saturday because I'm right here. Um, yeah. Saturday um, is a... I'm doing... I'm taking part in a, um, a charity stream relay in aid of British Red Cross as part of, like, their ongoing um, Quest for Kindness campaign. It's called Donation Dash. There are 12 different creators across 12, two teams. There is a Team Salt and a Team Pepper. I am a proud member of Team Salt always and forever um my stin is two till four on saturday we'll probably do another um one of the elite dangerous adventures because they fit into a really nice um sort of two-hour bracket um but we're raising money for um the um british red cross um I have got glittery stars to write people's names on who who donate i've also got glittery stars to stick on my face um, when people donate money, um, I would like to try and make a little bit of cash during that time for a very, very deserving charity who's doing lots of work, not only in the UK, but um, abroad um, with a lot of terrible things that are happening in the current shit, shit heap that is planet Earth. Lovely. Well, let's let's hope it all let's hope it raises plenty of money because I hope so. Yes, I hope Team Salt wins because come on. <laughs> well, uh, we also have uh, um, expedition which is going to be heading out this uh, um, this Saturday, Sunday, um, Sunday. Oh well, tenth of December. Uh, now its starting system is it's called the Normal Expedition. Uh, it intends. Uh, this winter, the Independent Explorers Association invites you to take part in the Very Normal Expedition. We'll be travelling to and through the Norma Expanse and would love you to have along for the experience. So th- this will start at um, V371 Norme, and hopefully they've got 21 waypoints planned on the route and the arrival system will be at V340 Norme. Um, Sign up uh, on uh, EDSM if you if you want more details. It yeah, it looks as if it's going to be a, a fun one if you enjoy your expeditions. Calling something so, totally normal, I'm expecting chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's a lot of nor like within that area. There's a lot of normay stars or something along those lines. Um, normay named stars. It looks fun. It looks like a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing that has happened this week is obviously Buckyball came to an end, and we don't have we don't have our Buckyball expert with us. But um, Claire, you'll be able to bring us up. Yeah, to date I did it. I did things. it. It was good fun. It was a good. It was a good race. It was a good race. It was a bitch of a race. Oh, um, Alec was not lying last week when he said there were some stations that um, are, are an absolute pain in the ass, um, and a lot of it was. Um, just to do with their proximity to the planets and 
not being able to slow down. Alec gave me so many hints and tips on Thursday and the the best I managed to get on the regulation one was 16th. Um, but I think, we, yeah, no, that's definitely going to be the final because I submitted mine about midday on um, midday on Monday. So this is probably the final um, tally. This might be incorrect. So for the regulation Cobra, we had um, uh, Scar 1 with a time of 22.39. Kevin the Stabber came Ooh, second with a time of 22.53, which is awesome. You love to see it. And then third, we had a, an exact tie between Brewski and Alec. Alec got third on the regulation. Right. Um, and then on um, Unlimited, it was Skur in a Dolphin with 16.57. Brewski in an Ass Scout with 17.49. And um, Ask Scout. Yep, Ask Scout. And then, um, wait for it, Shay Blackwood. Uh-huh. In a Type 7. Oh. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> with, uh, with a time of 18 minutes. So, yeah, good good ones all round. That's the end of the end of the Buckyball Championship this year. Yes, it is. How did um, you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. I haven't looked. I figured that might be something we could mention next week when Alec is back. Very true. Must admit, I completely missed it out this year because, well, reasons. Uh, but next year, I I will I will be determined to come last again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do all of them. I know I didn't do all of them. So um, I think I th- I think one race I might have come come in ninth or so one race I wasn't in the one point club. So it might be it might not look like I didn't not do all of them, but we'll see. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, there's, there's normally eight races and they take their, their, your highest results from six. So. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so, well, we, we'll see. Um, if you're out of the one-point club, then you're, you're definitely, you just have to get one one place and you've got, you, you beat about half the, the, uh, the contenders. Um, right, so the in-game events, what has been happening in-game this week? Well, on the 30th of November, uh, we had another couple of CGs kick off, which was quite nice. Um, Kane, who is the um, uh, the opposition leader in the Alliance, has launched an Alliance resource drive. This is uh, so that um, they can actually prove to the galaxy that they don't need the serious cooperation when dealing with Thargoids. So bring them our raw materials and protect those raw materials from pirates. So two, um, <laughs> two CGs, uh, happening at once. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, I got a little bit confused cause there was a lot of people complaining that this had something to do with, you know, this was Thargoid content and I'm there going, uh, no, it's not. It may have thar- something to do with the Thargoids, but it's it's not Thargoid contact. You're not dealing with any Thargoid vessels, but yeah. Why? Uh, why though? Why did they? Oh, why it, did it's, they that? well. It's just if if you mention the, on certain discords, if you mention the fact that the um, that there's Thargoid content, they all go a bit hissy. Oh. Mm. You know, so, so oh no, they get there's nothing. Thargoid content. It's not what I'm into, so I'm not going to get involved in the CG. 
Oh, it's just the standard okay. sort of fill the bucket thing, though, isn't it? It's yeah, not really, yeah, it's, it's not really fargoidy. I just found it really funny that the alliance is like to prove that we don't need Sirius. What we need is all these independent pilots to fill our bucket. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, sure, uh, way to go, alliance. <laughs> yeah, completely true there. So yeah, as soon as. Yeah, you just in certain discords you just have to mention the word Thargoid and then all of a sudden they go, No, that's the reason why I'm not playing anymore, etc. etc. Um so on the first of December, um there was confirmation that the Titan Tenaris is not, completely... in, not interested, it's it's Thargoid content, don't wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's completely surrounded by human systems. Um, I don't think there's had any anybody go in and investigate it, but the the maelstrom does still seem to be active. It hasn't shut mm-hmm. down or anything like that, so it's still there, and there are still invasions or uh, alerts happening around it. So it's not gone inactive, unlike the spire systems. You do get uh, the ominous line in there as well. The Fargoids have yeah. surprised us before and have demonstrated their ability to respond when defeat seems inevitable. <laughs> you should have an evil cackle at the end, that one. <laughs> there we go, perfect. Yeah, humanity. You're welcome, you're welcome. Yeah, taking defeat from the jaws of victory, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed! Uh, on Monday the 4th of December, um, Archer has now outlined his... Uh, uh, his plans for the shadow presidency in mm-hmm. the future. So yeah, that's more of the same, um, <laughs> more of the same of Hudson. Really, again, it's, it is worrying. <laughs> I, th- I think it. I think it's really interesting. I think what they're what they're writing in here is quite. It's really quite interesting. It's um, yeah. Hmm. Just, just, just hmm. Yes. I know it, it. You sort of see what's happening in here, and you're then comparing it to real life, and you're going, "Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it." I know, I know. So yeah, that's that's three items that we've had this week for uh, for for the in-game events. Um, as as we do have progress for the Thargoid War, um, the Thargoids now control two hundred and ninety-four systems. That's first time that's been under three hundred for about seven months so that's um oh actually more longer than that more like nine months um alerts defended so far in this cycle or this week has been 15 um they've managed to take down all three invasions that were started this week as well which um i never got an opportunity to get over to them fast enough uh we got nine systems in recovery and one control system was actually freed so yeah um if they manage to keep up the pressure, I guess we won't have any more invasions again next week because I think that they're clearing the alert systems very, very efficiently this week. So, uh, yeah, looks like I'll, I'll be I'll be trying to look at other spire sites. <laughs> ah, so uh, well, unfortunately, also we don't have anything on the store this week either. Christmas uh, uh, is coming though. More Christmas. Yeah, Christmas stuff, is sure. coming. Yeah, and all the 30% discounts have gone because I, I checked on this morning and went, oh, oh, I was wanting to get that. But <laughs> no, they've all gone. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. no, that was that was last week. That was that was the week before, wasn't it? The, um, oh, not the iridescent ones. The what, the shiny Stygian. purple one, Stygian, yeah. Yeah. We we hope, well, who, who was nine arc shot? We, we hope that 
that uh, the commander who was nine arcs short of getting his Stygian paint job was able to get it on that Friday. Well, fingers crossed they got there before it all it all went down. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, because we don't have any any uh, any store alerts to discuss, uh, I guess we'll take a break. Sometimes you don't want all the bells and whistles. You just want a ship that will get the job done fast. Vulcan de Lacey present to you the Python, a multi-purpose ship that offers the enticing balance of maneuverability, firepower and all the compartments you need for mining or hauling. <laughs> because any mission, any system, any station, it will do. No matter what you throw at it, because whatever you want to do, it will do it for you. Hey kids, it's Azimuth Biotech. And we're here to tell you some sad news. Our knuckleheads down at the Starshine Imaginarium were a bit too true to life when they made the new Hunter class of Tickle Me Thargoid. (laughs) And on the advice of our lawyers, Azimuth Biotech is asking for all of you to return your Tickle Me Thargoid glaives to your nearest toy store to receive a full refund. We would also like to offer our heartfelt condolences to the Jones family in HIP 71682 and invite them on an all-expenses-paid trip to Hind Mine in Titari so that our top scientists can do everything they can to save little Astrid's sight. Keep your eyes peeled for a Titanic surprise coming to a toy store near you soon. This has been a message from Azimuth Biotech. Remember, you owe us. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Friendship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large hot point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my aerated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. Waiting for things to load. Waiting for things to load. Sitting in your chair. Waiting for things to load. Waiting for the manifest to update. Playing old space games. Waiting for things to load. You 
just want to get out there and explore space, see the galaxy, blaze your own trail. But you're in your chair, waiting for things to load. Wait no longer, Commander! Automated cargo drones will load cargo into your ship in no time. Automated cargo drones. Available now in most starports. And welcome back. Well, um, as there's not much to talk about this week, we are going to rely on Claire's question of the week. Hey. Yay. So, this is quite an interesting one. Um, if you could play a new genre of game set in the Elite Dangerous, but different, what would it be? So, yeah, we, we talked about this. We, we This stemmed from a conversation that I think Ben and I were having um, uh, just about different games. And, like, you know, a lot of us play a lot of different games. And I thought it would be... We, we thought it might be interesting to see if... If anybody had any ideas for spin-off games set in the Elite Dangerous universe, especially around sort of um, the fact that Frontier, one of their main cash cows is like the Planet Zoo and the Planet um, Planet Coaster and Jurassic World and those sort of um, CMS games um, that they're really, um, really good at setting a, a solid foundation for. So it it wouldn't take a lot to... I say it wouldn't take a lot, but doing something like that set in the Unique Dangerous Universe was something that we started talking about. And then we were like, hey, what about other genres? Yes. And that's where this came in. Um, so um, we have Commander Exorcist, um, who said a Fallout Shelter-style um, RTS Cor- Coriolis management sim, where you build individual decks and manage day-to-day operations. Catastrophes like asteroid impacts, solar storms, alien attacks, renegades, etc., all to add to the daily flavor. I really like that as a like just a general idea for a game. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Startopia. I was going to say it's Ixion. <laughs> I think it's happened twice. I lost so uh, many hours to Fallout Shelter when it came out. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah, quite quite obviously. I mean, this. Um, uh, the thing, uh, the reason that I liked um, Startopia is because the uh, the narrator is the same narrator uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and the script they've written for him is the most sarcastic computer you could you could find outside of Marvin the Paranoid Android. <laughs> it's really good. It's worth playing it just to get put down by the computer, to be honest. <laughs> and you know, Elite's got that same kind of sense of humour. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it, oh. it would fit. It wouldn't be missing, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, here we have Apathis. Um, uh, he was thinking of uh, a stranded Alien Dawn type game. You're an explorer and you crash land on a planet and have to survive in the hope that you are rescued. Then I had a better idea. Cyberpunk set on an Earth-like world where you're just a normal person, not a commander. Maybe saving up for your first ship. It's set after the events of HIP 22460, and instead of Johnny being in your head, you've actually got salvation. Oh. Ah, maybe, maybe it could be a horror game. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he had me until yeah. salvation was in my head. Copied <laughs> and pasted this in the notes and didn't read it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, we have uh, Commander Homburger, uh, a terraforming management game. Choose from a discovered terraformable world in the Milky Way. Once your planet is stable, 
anyone can visit in Elite Dangerous. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes, that does sound good. That yeah. does. That does sound cool. That's Planet Sim City. Mm. All over that. Mm. I, I'm just concerned about any direct tie-in, direct inter- interfacing with the Elite Dangerous universe and things that could mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in theory, it could be awesome. You're allowed um, a terraformable planet visiting limpet. That's as far as we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Those limpets. Those limpets. They can do anything. Cause limpets. So, <laughs> so the best one you could use would be the Genesis device, right? <laughs> Instant win. <Yeah>. Terraforming limpet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Instant limpet, like, isn't it? Have any of you played like a terraforming management um, game? I, I think. What, do you remember a game a called Simurth? No, I never played this that. Is, okay. yeah, this is going back to what? Early 90s, maybe? Oh, God. It was, yeah. Uh, they thought it, it would be really interesting, but it wasn't. It was! Oh, it I like Simurth. And, you, you, you know, Gaia was its own thing. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. You could, you could do the good old, you know, curse everybody and everything like that and just make the life of a living nightmare. Yeah, I didn't play didn't play it too much, but I did play it. Um, anyway, moving on. Little Biggins yes. uh, suggesting uh, would be a Homeworld-style RTS set around old generation ships, or maybe new ones. Mm. Are you thinking replacing the uh, Homeworld mothership with a generation ship instead? I've never actually played Homeworld, so I'll, I will assume the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Um, I, am I the only person here that's played Homeworld? Thank you, I yes, think I, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely yeah. haven't. Put it this way, um, it's the only RTS that I will play because mm-hmm. it's set in space. And yeah, it was um, the first one had a very, very strong Battlestar Galactica vibe. Mm-hmm. And the second one was, yeah, I'm not quite so sure about the second one, to be honest. I never actually managed to get past Mission 4 on that one. But um, I have wasted so many hours uh, just playing against the AI in in a multiplayer mode is oh yeah mm-hmm. it's one of those one of those games where you will just lose time but then again i mean we've got plenty of little ships or, or ships that we could reuse assets for so you could have you know your federal battle cruiser as a mothership and launching the various fighters and wings to defend your ship that would yeah that would work i can see that oh okay yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, there's like a, quite a few games that are being mentioned in chat um, as well, based on things that we're saying. Stuff like um, uh, Planet Crafter being something which is a bit terraform, terraforming a new planet, but that's kind of single player. Um, and there is Terraformers, which sounds very much similar to what you what we've been talking about as well so that's that's quite cool that's quite cool and um, we have um katiana um who says an actual racing game set in the elite universe could be pretty sick yes yes it could katie it could be very pretty sick imagine yeah. doing like races inside the coriolis station you know where the little trucks drive around the in circles oh, and hell stuff yes oh the amount of times we've been asking them to drop racetracks onto yeah. onto certain planets, and then we only found out a couple of uh, at the uh, at ECM when talking to Darren how difficult that is to do. <laughs> oh, I had so much sympathy for him because then, yeah, just fix it. 
Do it can't be on. that difficult. <laughs> oh. I have to be there. I have to be there for um, in place of Alec. It can't be that difficult to implement. <laughs> We've got to have one per <laughs> episode, haven't we? Saying, yeah, we're wait. contractually obliged at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shay saying, wait, Elite isn't a racing game? <laughs> it's not? Oh, dear. Shay, yeah. I hate to break it to you, mate. <laughs> we're, still, we're still going to have to do a live uh, 20-player buckyball all running at the same time. We've got to arrange that. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know how difficult it is to get um, 20 people's schedules to line up? I tell you what, if we start scheduling it now for July, we might set a chance. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, oh, I'm next. Uh, this is from Tay Photo AZ. Um, base building would be nice, or even a scaled down version where you can build up the internals of a fleet carrier to have different areas that would enable small features. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll come back to this because I, I've got a, I got, I know what I, I would really want, and I think mm-hmm. uh, would be the best thing. But um, yeah, base building. I, I one of my favourite um, games in the early nineties was Millennium Two Point Two, uh, and then following on with uh, Deterus, which is basically base building and then expanding out over systems. Um, I would love that in Elite. I would love that in this, as as a single player game that's standalone, or even as an integrated part of the main game itself. So, yeah, it's uh, obviously away from the bubble. <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want players interfering with the bubble too much, do we? It'd be a disaster. Um, <laughs> um, right, um, I've got this one. Uh, Greg Rickshaw replied with simply two words and an exclamation mark. He said, "Planet rescue." Thank you, yeah, Greg. And in a similar, <laughs> in a similar note, Rocky Star replied with a, I think two and a half words, low G basketball. That's such a um, that's such a um, uh, unique response. <laughs> it is. It, it's, it's very. It's, oh, I mean, I, again, as I was saying pre-show, um, I've been on a bit of a retro kick, and I remember there was a was it NBA Jam or something like that. It was a, ba- a basketball game for the NES, mm-hmm. and it's the only basketball game I've ever actually enjoyed because it was just stupid fast. It was like two on two. Crazy fast and just loads of fun. Um, it's it's I, funny that because you yeah. know when Alec had the um, the Guardian Balls and yes. we were all playing Guardian Ball, I quite enjoyed that in a very yeah. very perverse way. So yeah, the thought of just I don't know, you need a portal gun or something to pick up the uh, pick up the Guardian. Oh, ball like a gravity and, gun. Yeah, and shoot it across the the core. I think that would be a great idea, just for a little diversion. I have to admit, just. Tying in with this, the thought of any kind of gameplay which includes variable gravities mm. could yeah. be a hell of a genre changer. Sure. Yeah, that could I'm, just be hella interesting. Well, with that, I was also thinking like Rocket League as well, but with SLVs. Yes. yes. Oh, definitely. I'd be yeah, up for that'd that. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, I. That'd yeah. be super fun. <laughs> Imagine trying to do that in a 5G world. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's where the chat that's where you know on a five G world or a point one G world, that's where a lot of the challenge would be, wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I was. That was one of the things that I was doing on on um, uh, on Saturday. I was playing my favourite part of Odyssey, which is called Punt to the Pirate. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's where you um, instead of actually shooting uh, pirates hanging around um, crash ships or satellites, what you do is um, you get in your SRV, you don't shoot them, you drive up to them as fast as possible, and then measure to see how far they fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I broke my record on Saturday. I think we had one that went 700 metres. <laughs> so, it, it was not, point not, five, not 0.05G, so they went a long, long way. So we need to do it sort of like curling, but with pirates. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Space curling. Yeah, space curling, where you get someone sort of clearing the, the, the space in front so that the pirate, pirates skid along further and then uh, aim for a target somewhere in the in the middle. I think that's how curling works. Is that how curling works? It's how curling works. Um, I don't know, you're Scottish. It's, it's the, 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 the sweep stuff. Uh, what, what's the joke? It's how they put the bins out up in the islands. Yeah, no, no, it's... No, 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 that's not the joke. That's not the joke. All I remember was that the women's curling team that um, won in a Winter Olympics... Um, the, the GB women's curling team that won, there was a Scottish woman who was the one who was the the, the main one with the stones and pushing the stones because mm. she used to yell in Scottish. And that's why I said... <laughs> so... <laughs> she used to yell in Scottish. You mean she yelled in Gaelic? Or, or just, no, 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 no. Know, just, in, no just, just broad Scottish, Scottish accent. accent. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very broad Scottish accent. I think her name was Rona something. Um, and that was why that was why my brain went. Well, you're going to know because all Scottish people do curling. <laughs> Actually, I have done curling. There we go. <laughs> and so have I. Oh, there you God. go. Fucking stereotypes. We did it. I've not. I think I think you don't do it when the reason you don't do it is uh, the more the less you do it, the more your accent goes. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> So basically, the the more curling you do, the more, more curling like you, you sound. Hundred percent, okay. yeah. The more Scottish you sound, it's it's a curling to curling to accent ratio. Is it's right there. It uses the same muscles, the Scottish accent and curling. Yes, hundred percent. That's the science behind it. That's the science. Yes. Ribbons, help my bulb. Go on, Claire. Get a kick. Go on to the next one. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to find out the name of this woman. Um, <laughs> Bill, Rad um, Bill Radloff says space farming, either farming on Earth-like worlds, terraformed worlds, or inside of space stations and or planetary bubble colonies. I only say this because I've put almost half as many hours in Farming Simulator 22 this year as I have in 10 years of Elite. Oh, oh my God. Space I mean... farming, you say? Jesus! <laughs> I know. I think that. I think that would be really fun, really relaxing. Holy shit! Yeah, hmm. but doesn't that doesn't that farming simulator twenty two only really work because you can advance time? Oh, that would be a hardcore yeah, but... mode, would it? No, if you were if you were farming in real time in the simulator, yeah. Yeah, no, that, it could be set in the elite universe, but it doesn't have to follow the same time schedule. It doesn't have to be real time. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's space science it grain. It grows in five minutes. And yeah. yeah as long as you can get yeah. your some brand coffee. They, they've got progenitor cells that they just spray onto the, <laughs> onto the, um, 
Cotton crops. Yeah, it's Job why. You, it's why you've got to get your field. Works. You've got to get your field engineered, Colin. That's what you've got to do. You've got yeah, to get your field yeah, engineered, yeah. and then and then you get increased yield and faster speed. Hundred percent. That's exactly how it works. Okay. Yeah. Although I must admit, I do quite like the idea of having that that kind of thing. If you put it into the whole base building thing, if you like. That's tire. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Greg Bow has come up with a, a good one: a horror survival RPG. You awake trapped on a generation ship, and somewhere something strange, creepy, and deadly is happening to the crew. It's alien isolation, really, isn't it? Alien isolation. Mm. Great. Yeah, just replace the alien with a Thargoid. One Ooh. single Thargoid going through the entire crew on a generation ship. I think that would work. I'd be too scared, and I would watch someone else play it, and I send Psykit as my tribute. Hey, um. hey, hey. <laughs> I've been, I like, every October I get to October and I'm like, I should really pick up my save on Alien Isolation and finish it. And it's not because I'm too scared. It's a little bit because I'm too scared. But it's also because I will easily find other things to do and occupy my time. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, Alien Isolation. I've got it on VR. And no, I, I just can't. It's, it's, it's even just walking around the ship before everything goes wrong. I, I can't do that because I know that something's going to do or go wrong. <laughs> I think on, on the back of this, something, you know, do, are you guys aware of, a, of uh, a horror game called I'm on Observation Duty? Any of you aware of that? No. Okay, so I'm... No, I'm on. Um, I'm on observation duty. It's basically you go. You're looking through. Um, it's it's going to sound initially like Five Nights at Freddy's, and I suppose it could also have that kind of feeling to it. But um, you're going through security cameras and checking off anomalies on security cameras. And if you mm-hmm. recognise an anomaly or something's changed, um, you register it, and then it goes. Um, that anomaly goes away. It resets basically. Something like that in um set like maybe on a generation ship or in certain rooms on a generation ship or a prison on a generation ship where shit where scary shit is going on would be pretty cool. If we're if we're in the horror moment right now, mm. um there's loads of different horror things that you could do along those lines. Even like a Five Nights at Freddy's style thing with robot bartenders that are gonna go crazy. Something like that. That sits in a really nice jump scary Ooh. scary bit. Yeah. I think so. I like that. Talking about you know space um prisony things and so on. Did any of you guys play the original Unreal? No. Uh that the original Unreal has got a great story. I wish they'd re- do a remaster of that actually. But it basically it starts out with you being like the lone crewman basically. Mm-hmm. On a prison ship, that's I think it's I think it had crash landed, and my god, I was shitting myself going through that. Such isn't, a good start to the game. Isn't something like Dead Space just that kind of thing as well? Maybe I've never I've got Dead Space, I've just not played it. Uh, I just keep on seeing this thing about having to drill something out of your eye, and I'm, I, I just isn't that Baldur's Gate? No, that's. You don't have to do that. You can choose not to do it if you're particularly squeamish. Oh, God, I'm thinking of another another horror game as well, but I can't remember the friggin' name of it. It was amazing. Um, and you, it was, it was on a space station around Saturn. 
Oh, God. And you played, I think you play as the AI in that. Oh, oh it's so good. It was on Xbox Game Pass for a little bit. Um, and I played through the whole of it in like six hours. It's another one of those ones where it's a relatively short game. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it called Observation? The Observer? I don't, I don't, oh, I'm going to double check. It's either The Observer or Observation. While right. you do that, I will move on to Seraphin, who has been in touch, uh, suggesting a point-and-click adventure rooted deep in the politics and the mystery of the elite dangerous universe. And I think that would be a firm one for the lower fans, definitely. You know what I think we should do? We should have um, uh, Rescued from Lave Station, a point-and-click adventure where you you are in charge of the second tech as he desperately (laughs) tries to point-and-click his way out of the the, uh, waste (laughs) the waste recycling centre all the way back to the bridge. That's effectively Oregon Trail, and I guarantee you that they die of dysentery. (laughs) <laughs> and all you start with is a wrench. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. On the racing theme, uh, Andy Scholes is saying Mario Kart and SRVs. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Yeah. So what we'd have to do yeah. is just take the, your standard scarab and just oh. add add mines. Add engineering. Yeah. My, so you can yeah. need to get all those engineering done. It's great. All the different engineers. <laughs> that That's who the racers would be. It would be all the engineers racing and they would all have little mm-hmm. unique things that would be throwing out the back of the SRV. You know, you know, when you get hit in Mario Kart and it goes to the, when it goes to the slow-mo and the highlights at the end and the, um, the, the person that hits you just sort of like stares at you as you go past. I can just see Etienne Dawn doing that incredibly (laughs) well. (laughs) He's just Uh, throwing body parts. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My son shared a video with me of uh, a live guy going around in America where he's in a go-kart all done up like Mario Kart. And he was throwing bananas at policemen, at police cars. Oh, Blade Radio doesn't recommend doing that in any situation. I swear um, I've seen something similar where there, there are people the, going around New York City. They've got New a, York City? Yeah. yeah, go around New York City. One's dressed as Mario, one's dressed as Luigi, one's dressed as Donkey Kong. And they are going around the grid in little right. go-karts and genuinely throwing turtle shells and bananas at people. <laughs> the, in, in this video, the police pulled the guy over. And he was like, you know, I'll let you off, but you need to give me a bag of coins. So of course he did. <laughs> Bribery. Excellent. I <laughs> um we have Silas Wesley who um has said space station simulator. Um run the orbitals, manage the traffic control, collect dues from station vendors and services, make sure ship repair facility is stocked and has qualified staff. Manage outbreaks and the fallout of faction wars. I'd buy it. I would probably also buy it, Silas Wesley. Nice. Um, that is right up my alley. It sounds a bit. It sounds a bit like Ixion, but without the permanent fear of death. And I like that in a game. Yeah, the lack of the lack of death. imminent death. Fear of death. <laughs> well, no, it's a case of if you don't run the space station properly, you get fired or put into the waste recycling. That, that's paid. <laughs> I'm, Out there, I'm, I'm getting so many ideas. I'm going to keep updating my one. <laughs> Mine's going to be an essay by the time we're done. 
<laughs> out there, lock. Uh, the peasants have revolted and have kicked the overseer out of the station. Uh, we've got Commander 67, um, mistaken not, or six mistake not. Good grief. Wow. Um, well, funnily enough, they were discussing that the other day. He would like a civil like or a total war elite. That's back to kind of like homeworld again then, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. But a sieve? I don't know how you do sieve. It's Stellaris. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it'd be like, Stellaris, yeah, Stellaris. Then, yeah. Stellaris would make, uh, would be, or if you want to do like a, an, on an Earth-like world. Yeah. I mean, that would be sieve. <laughs> But like, on, on an Earth-like world, but with it's set in the Elite Dangerous Universe, so with certain mentions of Alliance Federation, things along those lines. Mm. Um, I know. Did some... anyone else play Alf's Tori? No. No. Uh, same same guy as who did Civilization, but uh, sci-fi based. Only did one one and, and an expansion of it, I believe. But I actually preferred it over Civilization. Hmm. Is it the sci-fi enough? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like that you could develop your own tech trees and things. Mm. You could actually develop how your tech was going, and that was I love that. Very neat. Very neat. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. We've... I mean, yeah, it would be Stellaris. I mean, isn't there a version of Stellaris which is set in? It plays exactly the same, but it's Star Trek. That's a mod. It's a massive mod for it. Um, yeah. I thought it was an official game. Um, I don't. I don't several... believe so. Um, I'll, oh, right. I'll double check. Yeah. Mean, anyway, mean, meanwhile, Chris. yeah, from from yes. from the Star Wars universe rather than the Star Trek universe, we have Darth's brother. It's Chirpy Vader who's been in touch to suggest <laughs> Sim City Fargoy Defense. It's it's you know I I I, I like I don't know it. How we go to Sim City, but yeah, I don't know how we go. I I don't think the Sims would fare very well. I think your city would be demolished very quickly. It would be slightly caustic, but I would like to see you try. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I suppose it's the equivalent of XCOM, really. You could try that. <laughs> so, update on the Stellaris thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek Infinite That's came out one. on the 12th of October 2023 um, based on the um, uh, the core systems of Stellaris, leveraging the deep and complex system and making them its own. Yeah. Um, I, I know there was a mod as well because I definitely... So is Star Trek Infinite is its own thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's something a, that yeah. you can buy. Okay. Oh, I remember now because it was on it, it was on the aforementioned guard frequency. They were complaining about it because what's happened is that uh, when they went off to do the Star Trek fork, if you like, they they split the code, and Stellaris went off and then fixed a lot of the problems <laughs> that they had with it. <laughs> so there was all these extra quality of life improvements. I can hear Alec spinning in his grave right now. But the, there was a, a lot of quality of life improvements, which made the game a lot better. But people who are playing the Star Wars mods are going, uh, the, Star, the Star Trek version, okay. rather, are then going, um, hang on, why can't we do the good stuff that's over there? Yeah. Um, no comment on that. <laughs> um, I think M. Weeble's got a really unique idea, actually, here. A film noir style private detective gate drama. The Wallglass de- the Wallglass Detective Agency. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's actually that's actually the people in game. <laughs> um could have could have something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of uh, Blade Runner. Have you have mm-hmm. you ever played the, the 
it came out on it got re-released on GOG a couple of uh, a couple of uh, uh, years ago uh, as an updated version of the old Blade Runner game from the early 2000s and it's actually quite good you don't go running around shooting replicants but you've got to track them down that'd be quite good my brain went straight well my mind went straight to the wolf among us mm-hmm. um so um when with, with regard to that so when consider wolf among us smash it into the the telltale expanse game two telltale games smash the telltale expanse game against the wolf among us and then pop out a film noir style detective thing but set it in space i am all over that Sold, I'll buy it. <laughs> it says like, Telltale, I know you're not very busy at the moment. <laughs> is that like LA, LA Con- Imagine LA Confidential. Co- LA, LA Confidential. You mean LA Noir? LA Noir. Is that what it was? I thought it was LA Confidential. LA Noir, it was called. Ah, right. LA oh, Noir no. was slightly different. That's where that's where Press X to Doubt comes from. Um, it's- I have to admit, I, I'm actually thinking something that Chris Jarvis did. Of Animal Crossing Noir. Oh, that is yes. funny. Amazing. Pikachu has to. Have, has you, to see, have you seen that? No. Uh, well, oh, remember, it's a brilliant it's, series. Though. It's been a while because he did mention yeah. it quite a lot when he was on the show. Yeah. But we. <laughs> it's that long ago. I can't remember. <laughs> is this before or after you took a hiatus for ten years? <laughs> oh dear. Um. Um, we had um, Savlanda, who mm-hmm. says, um, a survival horror action adventure along the lines of Dead Space, but set inside a Coriolis that has been overrun by two warring factions, the Thargoids and some version of the Guardian AI. Explore, endure, extract, escape. Deadly dangerous, an adventure in elite space. He's given mm. us a tagline and everything. Wow. That's a, that's a full elevated pitch right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, I wouldn't play it because I'm terrified already just by saying it, by reading it. But um, it it's it, it does look it does look good. It does oh, sound you, good. You don't want to be playing the new the the rework System Shock or System Shock Two then. Definitely don't. Uh, Definitely don't. God sent it. Never opened it. Oh, <laughs> no, no, good. no, no. They are good, but they they when you suddenly realise. The who or what the monsters are that you're I, fighting, you suddenly I, feel a bit queasy. <laughs> I just, I just, um, it's, it, it I, it's weird because I used to really like that creepy, creep feeling and feeling a bit creepy. Oh, I'm, I don't want to spoil Doctor Who because I watched Doctor Who on Saturday and mm. let's just, just want to say for a moment, Doctor Who is it, is what, what Russell T. Davis and Disney Money is doing for Doctor Who is fantastic and I'm all over that shit. But, Saturday's episode was one of the scariest episodes I've ever watched. <laughs> and yeah. um, it just keeps reminding, like, I keep thinking about it and I keep going back to it. And there's a, there was a moment in it where um, David Tennant, um, David Tennant says, um, when you, when I fix the arms, there's always a problem with the jaw. And if you know, if you know, you know, and that, Currently lived rent three in my head, and I feel like a survival horror game set in the Elite Dangerous universe might do something along those lines as well. Hmm. <laughs> nah, I didn't like it at all in the slightest, and I'm not going back there. 
What made me laugh is that they actually they they locked down that script quite early. There was no promotion about it or anything like that, mm. and so everybody got away with themselves and went, "Oh, Peter Capaldi will be back in this one." Oh, so we'll uh, uh, name insert name of your favourite Doctor here, and of course it just turned out to what, be the pure yeah, yeah, it was it was just it was just um David and Catherine, and it went with Bernard Cribbins at the end, and it was just so good. It, when you oh, get yeah. when you get actors with that chemistry, and we've gone on a huge tangent. Yeah, uh, spoilers get, as well, by the way. Well, the, 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 I mean, and when when you get actors of that caliber on the the state on um a with that good camaraderie and who can act against each other that well, it was so good. It was so so good. Um, I like I like the minimal cast ones as well. Yeah. Like I love three people in an elevator kind of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah, well, Heaven good. Sent. Heaven Sent is one of the one of the best episodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I wish you hadn't said two people in an elevator, Ben. I keep on thinking eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, um, Joel Miles. Uh, I would. I seem to get these. Um, I would like a building game where you could build a base and claim land, and then you could expand your territory and set up a trading, defence, shipyards, etc. You can also build outposts and stations. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Sounds Is good. Just on one, yeah. Just on one planet, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you like a base building game, that feels more uh, a lot more micromanagey, so a bit more rimworldy, yes. I would say, rather than. A big planet, planet crafting kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I have Chris. got uh, Tala uh, who has suggested a starship repair simulator. You run out to salvage wrecks for restoration. You complete jobs fixing up other people's ships and parts. That sort of thing. I like Love that. Make it a VR game. Mm, Make it a VR cool. game. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. That's another unique one. Love it. Um, so yeah, ultra ultra snails saying, well, that's hard. Um, mainly because the obvious ones have sort of been done. Car racing elite style done, missions Bethesda style done. I'd go for a mashup between SimCity, oh my god, I'm old, and Terraforming. Isn't that really populous? <laughs> yeah, maybe, kind of. I know. Populous Ooh, is good. Though, so nothing wrong <laughs> no. with that. I, I gave myself this one. <laughs> Strapping lads with for, um, for a ride. Um, I, I, I need to get a drink. Yeah, Chev's <laughs> Will's back <laughs> and he's got stuff to say this time. <laughs> um, Will says, that I guess I'd have a few. I've played a lot of armor games going back to original Operation Flashpoint. When Odyssey was announced, there was rumors of it being like armor. I thought, great, one shot kills, frantic close quarter battles, and ludicrously over the top support weapons, proper CNC battles, and sneaking around. I'd buy that for a dollar. I've also played, play, played a lot of car games, so a large selection of SRVs and some proper racetracks put on various G and tent worlds to race on. The hot worlds might eat my soft compound tires. I've also played lots of the management sims. I guess ruling my own settlement and managing its resources, etc., would be cool. And putting my own flag there. Hunting survival games. I've had plenty of hours on, but I guess the idea of crash landing on a water world and having to survive for a few days for a rescue wouldn't be popular with Psychic. You're quite right. You wouldn't need to go into deep water. Yeah, you fucking wouldn't. It'd be terrifying. I'll add a few more because I played Artemis Bridge Simulator for a while. A proper multi... It is. A proper multi-crew option would be Ace. 
the engineer running around in the bowels of the ship fixing stuff, fighter pilots having to run to the fighter bays, directed scanners for the side science officer to run i guess it would only really work for a ship size way above the imperial cutter maybe we can buy mega ships or the carriers give us options for big battles with multi-crew you give so basically us- you want bridge crew don't you yeah yeah Star you Trek want bridge, bridge crew. Star Trek rescue or you want um i mean you could do it in the cutter i think the cutter Should would be not? big enough to run around you see this is i think this is the thing that was one of the major disappointments with multi-crew when it came out in 2.3. A lot of people were kind of hoping for that. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were hoping that you would be able to actually uh, the gunner, use the gunner role, use, the, use an engineer role, um, you have a science role but, uh, or, or a fighter pilot role. They were hoping for it to be a lot more than it actually was. Uh, and when it didn't happen, I think that's when a lot of the saltiness really started. I always thought I think the saltiness was already there, but yeah, that that did generate more. Yeah, yeah, especially when all of a sudden you could <laughs> you could quite easily sabotage if you if you wanted to be a nasty pasty and sabotage someone's ship via uh, multi crew by I don't know shooting a policeman, <laughs> you could quite easily. Sort of thing. Are you not supposed to shoot the police? Well, not if you're an unwanted ship just doing a cargo run and you think, I know, I'll just fire my gun over there, that cop, as we're coming into dock. You're like you're speaking from experience here, Colin. Mm. Well, not me doing it. Being on the receiving end of it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have Steph. Good old Commander Zena. Um, I'm not sure that I'd actually play this, but given that FDev are good at simulations, Starport Manager. Yes, you get to be the docking com- controller, trying to find spaces for all those ships, arranging cargo handling, resolving disputes between those troublesome commanders who absolutely insist on having the bay nearest the exit. VIPs arriving, I'm the king of the emperor, how dare you allocate me in a bay next to a federal dropship, and managing on st- station policing, maintenance, catering, goodness knows what else, and then some bigwig from out of system declares a community goal, and the docking area suddenly gets overrun with containers of titanium uh, with every pirate within 20 light years in any direction descending upon the navigation beacon that sounds like b5 simulator to me <laughs> i think it sounded like a bit like two point campus in space or two point hospital two point could make a great game like that there's also um galactica um, mm. That is on the precipice of coming out, and Star Starship Odyssey as well sounds a bit like that, which is in early access at the moment. I, yeah. I, I all of those games fit fit that kind of like bracket. So this this actually says this is exactly what Dockers was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want Dockers the game. Oh, Dockers the game. Oh. Yes, you know you do. That's intellectual property that should remain untapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ultimate pay-to-lose game, Dockers. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, man. Right. Um, oh, I've been given the Dower Scott. It's me! Um, yeah, we're on us. <laughs> we're on us. It's us. It's, it's, our, it's our suggestions of things. Uh, I suggested a house flipper style game where you're renovating and reselling crashed ships, maybe tidying up the odd settlement or two. 
I thought that would be kind of a fun thing, like the crash derelict ship and then you fix it up and sell it on for loads of money and then maybe eventually save up and buy a settlement that you can do it. like Homescape or Gardenscapes or whatever. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't think my elevator pitch, my elevator pitch did not go well. The elevator pitch did not go well, guys. God, oh no. Um. So yeah, I, I'm, Get back I'm, in your bin, Chris! <laughs> um, I'm suggesting, you know, one of my basically favourite games, but in the Elite universes, you know, I would love me some Elite-themed RimWorld, which frankly could probably be done using a mod. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd t- t- swap out the factions for Elite ones, add it, instead of the the Hive, you could have Thargoids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so much potential instead of the oh the AI things, you could have guardian things. You know, so easily it would f- it would fit in so easily. But you know, if you could, Rimworld actually does have some lore. So if you could kid it out with the Elite Dangerous lore, then that would just uh, oh, I'd be all, I'd be all over that. And it mm. has to be in that style of graphic as well. Um, yeah, what Rimworld style of graphics? That that kind of you know, just like silly little. Oblong man with a round circle, you know, no, nothing fancy. And I think this is the thing that I find with oh, um, that game you mentioned earlier, Cy, that's like 3D Rimworld, uh, that Frontier put out. Uh, um, Stranded Alien Dawn, Stra- yeah. I liked Stranded Alien Dawn, I really did, but I can't get into it as much as I can in Rimworld, and I think it's possibly because. With the the 3D people, I, I wind up caring about them too much, and it's just okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get that entirely. You yeah, know, two, seeing them shivering. 2D little, 2D little um friggin' um 2D little blobs and you don't really things. Care. Yeah, that yeah, it's they, okay if they they lose an they arm. They have too or, much humanity. As yeah. soon as as soon as one of the one of the people die, I'm like, nope, nope. When yeah, did I last save? It's traumatic. When was my quick save? <laughs> yeah, I. I, I Chronomancy is real in that game. It's a superpower, mm-hmm. um, and especially you know with Rimworld now has got children and everything in it as well. And I, I, God, I'd hate it if if um, I don't know that I don't know that him and Mont would ever put. No, I, I I think it was a very interesting place to go for for Rimworld as well. Um, but then yeah. again, everyone everyone playing Rimworld's a sick bastard. So yeah, I think you just take that as a given. I mean, let's um, face it. We all, a lot of us, do stuff in video games that we definitely wouldn't do yeah. in real life. And that is the whole point of a video game. Exactly. 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 I, mean, I, you know, I, I would. I would never wear a snowman's helmet in real life. <laughs> Except the problem is, when I try and be bad, I end up unable to be it. bad. No, I, I haven't. Yeah, I, I'm basically. I'm thinking about giving up my dirge thing. May I, I can't do it. Mate, I can't, I'm I can't pla- do it. I'm, play- I'm playing it tomorrow. I'm playing mine tomorrow, and I, the yeah. more I think about it, the more sad I am about it. So I'm just like, "Fuck it, Dirge Redemption, it's happening." You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like maybe I'll go and yeah. I'll, I'll go Paladin or something, just like super good because I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, so I, I had some thoughts. I have, I've had lots of thoughts. Um, mm. it, sometimes, sometimes some may say that I have too many thoughts, and you should shut the fuck up, Claire, and sit down. <laughs> so um i was very much interested in some idea of like turn-based strategy xcom style game um mm-hmm. 
I thought I thought that might be really cool. Like say on a, um on different stations, infiltrating different stations, but with um turn based XCOM. Um also like I mean Baldur's Gate three, that the the fighting style when, when you drop into initiative, I love that. I I think it's amazing. I love the way that's been implemented. I'd love to see something like that, but in space. Um, so um and not just like on the astral plane, but XCOM. I love I XCOM is one of my favorite games of all time. I don't play it enough, and um that would be really, really cracking. Um, I also thought <laughs> like going really mundane and having some kind of mental Stanley Parable style game where you're just like following some dude around um with a um when you start talking about hitchhikers, I was like, there ha- we we could do some sort of like dumb narrative thing um little narrative story that you followed random dude around and see um, how it was and then there was another thing that we were talking about um um there was another thing that we were talking about and i was like oh we can do um um we could have like a papers please style game but certainly crossing into a federation border or something or glory to that's the like glory the glory to Empire, Oscar. Empire, it? Yeah, it'd be bask in her glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, going like a station, um, uh, like a station thingy point. I thought that would be quite fun. Oh, a uh, station customs point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> only you have various comical reasons. Um, this person's come from Slough. We don't want them here. They're still glowing. Yeah, and loads of different reasons why you wouldn't let people in um, based on previous in-game law events that like we're looking for people who may possibly be clones or terrorist NMLA people. Um, those kind of things. We could be scanning people for weapons. It it would be a cool game set within the parameters of elite law and stuff. And then you'd be looking for um, buggy bug exoskeletons. <laughs> <laughs> a bug wearing a person's suit or something like that. Oh, uh, so it's men in black, uh, men in black, a cockroach wearing a human suit. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to be boring um, because I think a perfect fit would be the a sort of a base management sim. So you could either have it as a, a single player thing set up. Uh, still set in the Elite Dangerous universe, but offline from the main game, or either as an expansion to the Elite Dangerous game where you could it's got the same micromanagement of building up a base, but when you get low on supplies, you can still fly off in your ship, get the supplies, and bring them back. Um, I, I always had this, this feeling that each one of... Obviously, there'd be a... Uh, the start off a player-controlled bubble off, off somewhere else, and people would can only have one type of economy yeah. per base so that players would have to either be forced to trade in order to build up a network. Um, I would love that kind of thing. Um, so would you make, you'd make that like a multiplayer? Oh, uh, you could, you could have it just as a single, single player version. There's a, a, a game out that I play constantly called planet base where you, you know, you, you set up a base in a certain environment and the, and then, You've got to actually make sure that the base expands and that people still stay alive. I, for some reason, all my little people die. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm not a good base administrator. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would love that to be either a single player or you could have it as an ex- extension of Elite Dangerous where people could actually 
um, get involved with the base and with that might mean they'd have a, a special add-on be called the um, ARRI cleanup service. Yeah. Um, what about Viscera cleanup detail but in space and that's Harry's that's Ari's cleanup crew. Yeah, it's, it's Viscera cleanup. Day. It writes itself. We've it given, we've given we've given elite so many like Frontier. This is a money machine. <laughs> you got a license to pay with money. And all we're asking oh, for no. collectively is what fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say ten years more. Ten years worth of content. Ten years worth of content. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Well, what will happen is. Um, uh, I'll just quickly do the any other business, and then I'll hand over to Psychic for the for the the callouts. Um, right, we've got the Dex Legacy season two. It's returned with an explosive and thrilling adventure, episode two, for the love of the fight. That premiered tonight uh, on Leave Radio, which was just before the show. Um, you can find further information at thedexlegacy.com. Included links are to the paperback book, uh, The Dex Legacy season one, collected scripts and commentary by Emily. Ink pen can also be found on the website. Um, there's also the complete season two in HD audio. They also just hit 20, uh, 125,000 downloads. Nice. Very nice. Awesome. So, Psychic, you are hey. having a game yeah, um, Hey, Americans. <laughs> Hello, Americans. Um, on um, Friday... Friday morning, my time, so half past midnight. Um, uh, the Game Awards starts at 1 a.m. Um, on Friday morning. Um, me and Katie are staying up and watching it, but we're also streaming it and drinking wine and getting up and getting dressed in fancy award show clothes, and we're going to watch it. We also have a um, prediction form that you can fill in, and Katie and I will be talking about it. You can go and fill that in at psychic.tv slash the Game Awards. There's an option for um, including your email, and there's an option for not including your email. We did the including your email because so many people on the last one kept asking us what they picked. So that's why we've done two separate forms, so you don't have to use um, uh, use that if you, you don't want to. But by all means, please, just make some predictions, because we're keeping a tally. And um, brownie points are going to winners each time. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be finishing at 4am, which is good, really, because I've got a nice sweet spot at 5.30 where I'm going to bed at the moment. So I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. Yeah, I put my votes in. I, I thought it was OK until I got to the streamer teams and the yeah, I, I, people. I, I just... literally rolled a dice for those. It, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> I rolled a dice and went for anything that was... Oh, you see, my votes went for Baldur's Gate because obviously they did, but I don't know that Baldur's Gate is going to win everything. Um, hopefully, it wins a lot because, you know, mm. you watch two um, two women in their thirties cry on stream. Why not? If you enjoy salty tears, tune in to no, Psychic no, no. Stream. No, it'll be happy tears because it's going to win. It will win a lot. It will win a lot. I'm com- I'm convinced. Because it's fucking incredible, but we'll see. Um, but it's just going to be a bit of fun, have a bit of wine, have some bants. Katie's ridiculous, and she's amazing to to just like hang out with and um, and do stuff with. And it's it's fun to stream with her. So we're doing we're doing more stuff. Um, so yeah, excellent. Uh, right, we also have Alan Stroud. Remember him, Commander Alan Stroud from. Uh, the Live Radio podcast. Well, he's got a new book out called Terror. It's part of his Fractal series. Um, 
after the aftermath of the Takama incident, <laughs> take a drink, guys, um, an investigator tries to piece together clues on who might be to blame as corporations move in to exploit the situation and cover up the evidence. As she gets closer to the truth, she gets closer to danger. And you can find that on uh, and Amazon. We'll also supply a link on the uh, in the show notes. Um, does anybody else have um, any other business? Hey, I want to give you a warning. I want to give you a warning about what the um, uh, the question of the week is going to be this week when it goes on on Saturday, because um, I believe we're turning it into an AMA next Ooh. week. So if you've got anything, we're getting towards the end of the year. If you've got anything that you wish to ask any of the um, the crew members, we'd love to answer those questions next week. I might post it a little bit early. To answer them, can we lie? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no zone of truth here. <laughs> all this questions shall be answered field. under under oath. <laughs> all, all questions will be answered. We all have the um we we all have the um we all have the onus. We all can just, we're we're all more than able to set boundaries for ourselves. Um but yeah, if you it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna <laughs> be an That is nose up critics. I'm g- listen, oh. listen. Digital Just... boundaries are fucking different. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be an AMA. So if you wanted to, if you've got a pressing question that you would like to ask a um, one of our either either Chris Mark Four, either Chris Mark Five, our brand new tech, or either Ben Moss Woodward, Colin Ford, Alec Turner, or this dickhead, you can you can certainly do the thing and um and if you wish to ask us some questions, it will be available for for stuff. Excellent. Right. Um quickly our shout outs. Our sister station, the insignificant Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on Thursdays from eight thirty. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers. Or just the audio you can find at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC, all one word. Also giving shout outs to the following elite dangerous podcasts. So that's the aforementioned guard frequency and also the loose screws. Uh, we do have, following this, the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd also like to thank everybody who's chipped in in the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders that's been involved in Ben's meeting. Orgy. Orgy, you can say it. It's episode 69. <laughs> it was an orgy. How many people did you have? How many people joined your orgy? <laughs> I, I, I only had Chris, but joining us tonight we have... Noddy, Commander Soka 42, Black Knight 7607, uh, Elvis Cremens, Siberius. Hot. hot. All of this is hot. Um, Ace Fire 2086, and William Solo. I'm going to write some more oh, smart oh, about Bad this Bjorn. particular event. Who? Bad, Bad Bjorn. Okay. I heard Bad Dong, and I was like, that's a compliment. What? <laughs> <laughs> so be aware of, uh, of Psychic's latest round of slash fiction coming your way. <laughs> Right, so special thanks to Commander Tokoso, Jane Trax and Alan Stroud, who have all created music for the show. But that is it for yet another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can contact links, contact us, or you can find the contact links. I, you know, I'll get the hang of this bit in the end. If you'd like to get in touch with the with the show, you can find the contact links in the home slash contact 
us menu of the laveradio.com website. Do let us know if there's any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Ben. Good night, Colin. He's all shagged out. <laughs> just, just, no. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, I've just got an image of carrot in the box. I just, no. <laughs> That's one other place the carrot's been. Good night, Claire. Um. I was gonna make a comment about si- something about sixty nine, and then and then something it, something came in my head, and that oh no, don't say that. <laughs> something I'd like pass through my head. You know how you let the intrusive thoughts win, nope. and I was just like, um, I really wanted to say something about a, a good dicking, and then I decided against saying it. And then I but thought, if I ex- anyway. no, 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 I explained it in context. It's very important that I didn't actually say it. I'm just telling you what I decided not to say, and that's why it's important but episode 69 nice we got through it lads uh and special thanks to the chris mark four for stepping in at the last moment and being the tech specialist as well as an awesome contributor a public safety announcement please do not eat any of the carrots that have been left at the bar <laughs> oh, oh oh no i feel a bit ill no i'm not no that one i can't say <laughs> Right, so until until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like someone having an orange inserted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see the galaxy. seconds I'll be right back Galnet News Digest 5th of December 3309 we read the news so you don't have to In this week's news, Tanner tells us the Thargoids will find a way. The Alliance protest against Sirius flops. 
And can anyone remember who Jerome Archer is? Following last week's celebrations of the isolation of Titan Tyrannus, Aidan Tanner has warned that the Thargoids will find a way to fight back. Three quarters of the systems held by the Thargoids in May this year are now back in human hands. Tyrannus, the first maelstrom to arrive last year, is the first maelstrom to have all the surrounding systems, including those hosting spire sites, reclaimed by humanity. The hive ship is isolated from Thargoid supply lines and from those vital spire sites that are believed to fabricate materials to regenerate the mothership. Prior to their shutdown, Professor Ishmael Palin, who was working with Aegis, encouraged commanders to contaminate the spire minerals, something that may have weakened the fabric of the giant alien spacecraft. However, the Titan, the surrounding maelstrom, and the entire Hyades Sector FB-N, B7-6 system remains a Thargoid stronghold. There is as yet no indication that the Titan is planning to leave, and it remains largely impervious to attack. Tanner, who has been a special advisor to Thargoid Research and Defence Agency Aegis, and since it was reformed at the start of the year, reminded those fighting the Thargoids that the aliens have previously managed to snatch a new lease of life from what seemed like certain defeat, and that we should expect some new twist in their tactics. It's hard to imagine what the Thargoids can do to bolster a weakening line. If nothing changes, then all eight Titans could be isolated in just a few more months. If Palin's programme to contaminate the Titans' supplies bears fruit, could be even sooner. So, perhaps Tanner is being needlessly worried by an enemy that is on the verge of total defeat. Councillor Nakato Kane's protest against the Alliance Defence Pact with the Sirius Corporation seems destined to fail, and along with it the hopes of a massive 20% discount event featuring three Lacon ships. Many in the Alliance are reported to be unhappy with a pact that sees the Sirius Corporation paid handsomely to defend the Alliance against Thargoids, arguing that Sirius has done nothing to protect the Alliance, but has instead infiltrated Alliance space, stationing megaships in key Alliance systems including Alioth. Kane's protest is intended to prove that the Alliance can look after itself. The plan is to stockpile military supplies in Teonisla, a proof-of-concept demonstration that the Alliance does not need Sirius's logistic support. However, with even the lowest goal unlikely to be met by the Thursday morning target, the protest has fallen flat, perhaps making it seem like the Alliance needs Sirius after all. The failure of the protest will come as a boost for the Prime Minister, whose credibility hangs on the success of the Sirius Pact. But with little concrete to show for it, the pressure will still be on for Mahan to prove the worth of the deal. Kane's protest had offered up to 20% off three Alliance ships at shipyards in the Tionisla system for a two-week period. While a not very enticing limited-time offer of 10% off the Alliance chieftain is still possible, the 20% target now seems next to impossible. If you want 10% off an Alliance chieftain that badly, 
you'd be better off spending a few days scanning space vegetables and earning your permit to Jameson Memorial in Shinrata Desra. And get a permanent 10% off all ships. Shadow President Jerome Archer may become a footnote in history, according to Federal Free Press. His defeat in the presidential election leaves the Republican Party without clear leadership. It will be Archer's job to remould the party into something that can regain the confidence of voters before the next election. The next election is, of course, eight years away, so he has plenty of time to achieve this goal. He has said that he plans to return to outgoing President Hudson's nationalist agenda, focusing on a strong military and a stronger police force, capable of monitoring internal communications and arresting perpetrators before they have the chance to commit their crime. He likened himself to Hudson as a true patriot and denounced President-elect Winter's plan to shut down the Proactive Detection Bureau. However, when federal citizens see improvements in their living standards as a result of reforms introduced by the Liberal Party, and when they remember what life was like before they had to worry about the PDB listening in on their private conversations, Archer may find it a lot harder to win them back to the idea of an authoritarian government. While there is still no date for President Hudson handing over power to President-elect Winters, it is widely believed that the handover of power will take place early in the new year, following the formal ratification of the victory. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 